0: Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships – it's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. All right, we have singer-songwriter Nate Smith here. Hi, Nate. Thanks for Hello. being here. Thanks for having me. Miss Kelly. We are so glad to talk to you today. And I was actually telling your publicist earlier in the week, I the theme for this month on the Velvet's Edge podcast has been awakenings and kind of a spiritual rebirth you know like we have kind of tied it into the to the season and so in March it's like you're still sort of in the hibernation of winter when we've done a lot of deep diving but now it feels like spring and kind of like what's the next part of our journey and I thought that your story really really lined up with that theme and so I want to kind of dive in and give the listeners the whole story but let's just start really simply with your backstory like where you're from how you got into music were you always a singer songwriter tell us a little bit about young nate
2: <laughs> young nate oh man there's not that much different i still feel like i'm young nate i just look <laughs> the older. and i've got some this is just for men right here that keeps this thing looking. oh bright. wow
1: okay you fooled uh, me
2: <laughs> that's the name of the game here um but uh yeah so i mean i grew up in a small town called paradise california and, um, we lived in Butte County, um, for pretty much most of my life. So we bounced around from Oroville with Chico to paradise. Um, dad, uh, was a sheriff for the sheriff's department. My mom, nurse assistant and Zumba instructor. So before that, it was just a robot, but now she's okay. like the Zumba queen, Zumba queen. Hold on. I'm like, that. mom, you're definitely in a cult. She's like, no, it's, it's not, you know, but then it's like everything's Zumba. Like oh, Zumba.
1: Totally. Did you do classes? I feel like this is a very important part of your backstory. Yeah,
2: uh, she does. She she goes to these like retreats or whatever and stuff. I'm like,
3: <sighs> oh my god, <laughs> I just
2: to about this and jump around. So I don't know there what's you going go. on. But uh, sounds I grew, up there. <laughs> I grew up there, and um, yeah, I just I've always liked music so much, and um, I think at a young age, my parents bought me like a plastic guitar. I don't really know why they did, but they did, and then. um, when I got a little bit older, I started diving into Garth Brooks. My mom would play like 90s country all the time in the house and tried to sound like him. And then I was like really into Elvis and um, I wasn't very good and, and still working on that. But uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely didn't know what I was doing then. And um, I just, I don't know. I just loved it. I just, everybody else was out playing sports and stuff. I tried. I definitely yeah. tried with all of them, but um, I would rather stay home. And like, um, I had a talk boy, like on home alone, you know, those little talk boys oh, and yeah. record myself singing into it. And then like, listen back and be like,
1: that's not good enough. How about again?
2: And then I do it, do it again. And I would record myself over and over. That's kind of how I learned to sing sorta, you know?
1: Oh my God. So when did it start becoming part of your life that you thought, okay, maybe this could be a career for me.
2: Uh, Probably the last couple of years. Um,
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: this isn't how you started because I love, I actually love this part of your story because I think people assume you just move to Nashville and get famous. And it's like, if you actually live in Nashville, you realize, everyone in Nashville is so talented and there's a million people trying to do exactly yeah. the same thing. And so you came to Nashville once
3: mm-hmm. yep. and then
1: went back home. So tell us a little bit about that part of the story.
2: Yeah. So, um, when I was 23 years old, um, <clears throat> I had a record deal offer okay. um, from, from a label here in town. And, uh, I, so I moved out, I did the whole mom and dad, I'm going to make it. This is it. Yeah. Uh, moved to Nashville. I had some friends here, so I was able to find a place to stay. Um, and then i once i got here they had me writing for my record and all this stuff so i was doing a bunch of stuff and then my anr um you know if, if the people out there don't know what anr is they're kind of like your cheerleader at the at the record label they're the ones that are hyping you up and they're they're kind of your your day to day person but um he ended up leaving the label so when i lost that support there they were like hey let's just not move forward here and i'm i'm sorry it's, it's not going to work out so here i am in nashville like now what am i going to do and then he yeah. ends up calling me and he goes, Hey, you've been writing a lot of songs. How do you feel about a publishing deal? I'm like, what's a publishing deal? You know, I don't even know what that is. So he's like, well, you'll write songs and we'll pay you a monthly income called a draw. And, uh, we'll have you write songs for other artists. So I did that for three years. Um, and then I went through a really, really difficult, um, relationship break in my life and, uh, really needed to be home with my family. So I actually moved back to California after that really sad, tail between my legs. Just mm. Nashville broke my heart. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. said. If you go back home with your family, we're not gonna be able to keep you on the, on the, uh, roster here. So I lost my publishing deal and basically was like, that's it. Okay. I can accept it, you know? And I, what, I left.
1: So what did that feel like? I mean, you said tail between your legs, but what, I mean, were you just so defeated and like directionless at that point?
2: Directionless. Um, you know, I, didn't, didn't write a hit song. I, I, I still have it, but, um, <laughs> out. but, uh, it's, you know, I just, I just, yeah, I felt like I'm just like, why did I come here? My heart's broken. Like, I'm not going to be doing music anymore. Like, do I want to get into nursing? Cause I was a nurse assistant for like many, many years. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started teetering with that idea again and everything. And um, yeah, it was a little directionless, I'd say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hard. I just imagine that would feel super overwhelming. And I think it's like anytime that you're in this industry or any sort of creative field where you're kind of pouring your heart and soul into something, yeah. it, to me, at least in my, my job, it's just become such a big part of my identity. And so like, I think about, you know, even anytime I've like lost a client or anything, it sort of like shakes me up to my core because you pour so much into these jobs yeah. that it's like, wait, where do I go from here? Did you have it, that?
2: Yeah. But it's also, that's such a good thing though. It's a good thing to pour everything in and everything. Yeah. I, love that, I love that you do that. Cause I, I really feel like I'm the same way where I, I give it my all and I, I just love human beings. So that's me like, why I, that's why I love this job so much. It's weird to even call it a job, but uh, I work like it's a job, you know, a lot of hours put in and stuff. But I just I love the fact that it, it like I'm doing something that means something to people, mm-hmm. and and they're so quick to tell you that, you know. And it's like, gosh, yes. like, So when I see somebody, they're like, hey, I love your song. I'm like, get out of here, we're family, like you know, I mean? <laughs> we, have a, we have a connection, we have a connection, and it's so cool, and I love it. So yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get back more to that part of the story. But so you go back home and you're nursing a breakup and trying to find out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And then this fire happens. Yeah, you talk I, us through that?
2: Absolutely. So um, when I got back to California, I just, I worked a lot of just random jobs. I drove Uber. Um, yeah. I did nurse assistant stuff. I was working at the time of the fire. I was working um, in Chico, the town right next to paradise um, in the ICU and trauma as a nurse assistant. So I'm in there giving chest compressions every day and helping the nurses turn people who are on ventilators and like families coming in. It's just, it was a really like very intense job and I loved it so much. It was really rewarding. Like every day I'm like, I'm doing something that's like making a difference. Yeah. Um, And it was kind of like our our biggest fear in paradise. If we ever had a fire, it would be really hard because it's a small town. There's not a whole lot of ways out and stuff like that. Well, the the night of the fire, I was up really late because I worked night shift and I had a doctor's appointment that morning at nine o'clock in the morning. And I was up till probably 3 45, which is normal for me. Um, but normally I would just sleep in till like two or one or whatever it was. Um, and then um yeah, I woke up and my mom's texting me, there's a fire in the area. I'm like, there's always fire. So I didn't really take it that seriously. Right.
1: It's California.
2: Yeah. I mean, come on, you know. Right. So and then I got to my car and people are like loading up their cars. And I'm like, okay, it's looking kind of like and there's a there's a glow, there's like a really like big orange glow. And uh I lived like, like right on the main road to get out of town. Like luckily, you know, like Mm -hmm. right there. So I just got my car, I drove down to Chico. And as I'm looking back up, I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks like Armageddon. I'm like, this is getting really bad. My brother's calling me like, dude, we're having a really hard time getting out of here. He was a youth pastor. He's like, I've got students that are like stuck, you know, in traffic and stuff like that. And uh, I I went to my doctor's appointment and then came out. My brother made it out. (laughs) Okay. Him and his wife and, and new baby. Um, but we lost every, everything, you know, like, um, I had an apartment down there that I was renting, didn't have renter's insurance. Uh, but, but I mean, the clothes, I don't really care about and stuff, but it was more like my my stuff that I had for my grandparents, my baby toys. (laughs) I had my stuffed animals since I was a kid, my treasure box with my first blink 182 tickets that I had, you know, like stuff that like i will never, never can replace it. And, uh, was really lucky that my dad had extra room at his house in Chica. So we all moved in there.
1: Oh my God. You know, it's so interesting, like the different areas of the United States have their kind of like tragedies or natural disasters that can happen. I'm from Louisiana. So we have hurricanes and floods and my grandparents lost their entire house that they had lived in for 40 years to Mm. a flood. And it was so interesting, like The experience in in and of itself, like you're so grateful for your safety, number one, you know, and they were older, so I was very grateful everything's safe. But then going into their house to just clean it out, I mean, just like you said, it's not the like the clothes or the tiny things, but it's the things you can't replace. And you don't really realize when people say like you lose everything, what that actually means. Like we had to go get them toothbrushes and like you literally lose everything. (laughs) And it's so overwhelming and just like the grief that comes with the memories or the pictures or the things like that. So what was the thing that surprised you the most about losing everything? Like what came up the most with that?
2: Yeah, I think um, like it's weird. Like sometimes like I was just talking to somebody the other day about everything and I just remembered my treasure box. Like, like it's kind of like I start to think about certain things. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have that. Like yeah. Like I just, cause I don't know if I've sat down and gone through everything that I've really lost that was sentimental to me, but I know the main things, but once in a while I go, oh yeah, that coin or like, oh, yeah, you know,
3: yeah, like
2: that kind of thing happens to me and stuff. So it makes me pretty sad, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful. Cause if I would have would have been home two hours later, the fire hit my apartment, I guess is where it hit. So I would have for sure been sleeping. So
1: oh I definitely would
2: have made it out. Um, and then I wouldn't be here. So I, I, I genuinely believe that like I got a second chance at life. So it's really changed my entire perspective on everything. And I'm much more present, much more loving to my friends and family yeah. and, and it really changed me. So now it's kind of like all bets are off. Like I don't, I'm going to go for it, whatever it is. In yeah. Life.
1: Why not? I mean, so this fire happened in 2018, it was started from a campfire. Is that what I read?
2: It, it was called the campfire
1: um, Oh, it was called the campfire. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, but there was some sort of like faulty wires or lines or something from the um, the electric company that ended up sparking something, and then it just there was wind. It was a perfect storm. I mean, it was like yeah,
1: was- yeah. So about so eighty your-
2: people died in that one. How many? Eighty-seven.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, crazy, that is crazy. Yeah. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout.
0: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandy's.
1: So all your family was thankfully okay, but you guys just lost everything. And I read that you then kind of started riding again. And so... I've always been like really envious of songwriters for this reason. It's like you go through a breakup and you can pour your feelings out into something where the rest of us just have to go to therapy, you know? <laughs> 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 um, but so what okay. what started happening for you musically to kind of nurse these wounds of, of losing everything?
3: Well,
2: just a quick side note, I think we all need some sort of medium, right? Like, yeah, figuring out what that is, maybe it's painting. So. Yours, maybe it's pot. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I think we all have it's something been
1: weeding happen. my garden lately. Just to tell yeah. you, it's okay. very tangible, like being out outside with that with nature. I love it.
2: I love that so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just let's let's find our medium, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. So um, a buddy of mine that I knew when I lived in Nashville the first time, he was my mm-hmm. manager at Starbucks, and uh, I, I I totally got fired there. Um they, they wanted me to fired from there. Starbucks? Yeah, they wanted me to come in. I was like, what are you talking about?
1: Oh, uh, like, right. They wanted you to actually work
2: <laughs> in the morning. Like, that's rude. Rude. super rude. I was just <laughs> so about it. So I didn't come for two days. They're like, You're done. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, uh, anyways. Um, so Tom, his name's Tom, and uh he ended up um joining a band called Florida Georgia line. He he, he was played bass. I know that band, world. and uh yeah, it was weird. It was like Tom's playing for FGL, like it's so cool, but he, uh, he reached out to a company and they, they actually sent me a guitar cause I lost my guitars in the fire.
1: And, oh, yeah. uh,
2: so I found this guitar sitting on my front porch and, uh, I ended up writing a song about paradise and the fires. And, um, yeah, just like I saw that it instantly was just connecting with my community really well. It was helping me through it. Like it was meaning a lot to people. like, they're like, gosh, the song, like I have it on repeat right now. And, and it's, and it's helping me process. I haven't been able to cry. And then I hear this, I'm like, mm. Whoa, that's so cool. Like, um, so I just kind of sort of went, wow, the power of music. You know what I mean? And That whole concept just really hit me. Like, this really helps people. So it inspired me to start writing songs again, for sure.
1: So you wrote, it's called One of These Days was a song. And I it read that it just kind of picked up like wildfire. Oh, that was a weird. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it didn't actually mean that one to happen. But yes, it did. It spread like wildfire, which I guess is an interesting Freudian slip there. But um but you got you did a couple. I think it was something with Pitbull. What was this yep. thing? Tell yep. us about that.
2: I started doing uh, like I would play for other survivors like in the okay. area, and um, I got asked to to do a, a big old fundraiser at this huge arena um, in in Sacramento, um, where I opened up for ex ambassadors and in, and in, uh, in Pitbull, Mr Worldwide. So I Mr met him Worldwide, there. yeah, there, that's crazy. So
3: incredible. this is
1: when it's hitting you, like, okay, this is actually doing something. This song is. Helping people, but it's also really growing.
2: Yeah, but it, it like it was it was definitely about that too. But I just I don't know if I was really like thinking about anything like that. It was like, okay, cool, we got a benefit thing coming. this is really cool that I get to do this benefit show. That's awesome. Like that's kind of where it was still at that point. Yeah. And then and then I started writing more songs. And then eventually I got a band together, started doing shows, got reconnected with my folks in Nashville, started flying out to Nashville for the first time since everything that happened, which was crazy to come back after like 10 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just, and then I ended up doing an EP, um, where I, I wrote a song called wildfire and, okay. uh, and, uh, just like a, another few songs. And then, um, eventually my friends were like, Hey dude, like, like living in Chico, it's, it's good, but it's, it's like hindering you. It's not hurting you, but it's hindering mm-hmm. you. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I could ever go back, you know? And they're like, you, you gotta do it. So I I, I gotta go fund me going. And my friends all helped me with that. So they they gotta go fund me to get me back to like send Nate back to Nashville.
3: Oh and, uh, I love
2: that. It was a big party. So they 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 all helped me do it. And then I packed up my Honda Civic and I had about a month and a half, two months where I, I couldn't move to Nashville because my lease didn't start. So I'm like, and I had to move out of my dad's house because he sold it. So I was theoretically, you know, nomadic Homeless. with my home. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So you know, I slept in my car and I, I slept in rest stops. I went camping in Colorado. I went to random towns and met people and, and ended up staying at houses and just kind of had like a, a really cool, it, it was, it was really special. That road trip changed my life. You know, and what, oh, what, tears.
1: <laughs> yeah. what did you walk away learning from that road trip?
2: That I don't need anyone really. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, I, like it, if I ever, you know, find the right person in my life, that's going to be the cherry on top for like my, my life, you know what I mean? But like, I, I'm, I can do this myself, you know what I mean? And and I, and I love hanging out with just me, you know, and that, that's okay. And like, I was like, wow, I don't have, this is weird, but I, I, okay. But I had moments where I was so lonely, like, and like scared and like all this stuff, but yeah, it was just, it was just a really special, special, it, it was just a growth thing. You know, I had a totally. lot of time to think and like, you know,
1: it sounds like you have the same thing I have where it's like in any journey that I'm on, if I really open myself up, to the people around me like it could be it's not people who look like me uh live like me have had the same history as me um they could be a lot older they could be a lot younger whatever it is but if I open myself up to really connecting um my journey becomes so much greater because I'm learning constantly and then you really do realize that maybe we don't need anyone like we are self-sufficient and also we need everyone and we're all connected
2: exactly Exactly. So you're never
1: actually alone.
2: True. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like I definitely, that's, that's the better point right there. Cause it's like, I, I just knew that I could, I'm okay if I'm by myself, like I'm going to yes. be okay. I feel like I've always needed people around me at all times and yeah. I sort of went like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to survive here, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I love that you took a tragedy and sort of spun it and it kind of gave you this whole new purpose. And so now you're obviously back in Nashville and you're writing and you have a new record deal and we'll talk about that in a second too, but why do you think tragedy brought you back to music?
2: Just cuz it like I saw what music could do for tragedy. I saw what it could do for me. I saw what it could do for my friends and my community and it it's really healing. It's it's amazing. So I think what's cool about where I'm at right now versus when I was 23 uh you know and I've said this a few times but if I was 23 years old in the position I'm in right now I would have made it about me like right it would have been about oh my gosh I have a record deal oh my gosh look at the oh you know what I mean and now it's like it's all about everyone else and like I I have a really clear mission and purpose that I just want to bring hope through my songs I have drinking songs I definitely do like party songs Mm -hmm. but I think like the core heartbeat of what my music is 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 hope and and, and and that kind of thing. So I think like, that's that's my real mission and purpose of why I'm doing music now. So it's it's easier to to know what what to do when you have a, a clear purpose. So.
1: So you would say your your purpose is to bring hope to people. Right. Yeah. Wow. What has your experience been with that?
2: It it's kind of one of those things. It's like that's my purpose and vision, but it's happening naturally with the songs mm. and stuff. So I'm like I'm I'm hearing stories of people going like, man, I'm going through this really tough thing, and your songs are helping me so much, or man, this made me pick up the phone and call my mom, you know, uh, that mm. I haven't talked in a while or dude, I'm, I'm getting married to this one. Or this other guy reached out. This is a, just a quick side note. It's really important to share this with you, but I wrote this song called, I don't want to go to heaven. And, um, and he, this, this guy, this lady reached out and she was like, Hey, I was at your show in, in Boise, Idaho. And uh, my husband couldn't go. Cause he's terminally ill with cancer and he's not, he wasn't strong enough to come, but he loves your song so much. It's really helping him. And so I was like, I, I was like, OK, can I send him a message, a video message or something like. So I ended up connecting with this guy named Reed and uh, we started talking and he did it. He did a TikTok with my song and stuff in the hospital. And uh, I just I got like a like a prayer chain slash positive vibes thing going on my uh, on my TikTok and got all these people to like just send a, a word of encouragement or just whatever Ugh. it is. And it was so good. It was so amazing. And then like a couple of weeks later, she texted me and she said that he passed away you know Mm. and she's like that song like helped our family so much you know Mm. it was like man like that that makes everything worth it right there you know and um but yeah so uh and then we ended up sending a video uh playing the song for his funeral and stuff like that we Mm. sony reached out and sent her a whole thing of flowers and like that's the that's like that's the heartbeat of what we do
0: you know Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandy's can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
1: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen, Well, I love that you're bringing that energy to music because I feel like it's like you said, when you were 23, you were very much like, oh, I got a record deal and this is all about me. And yeah. I think that's a lot of what takes over the entertainment industry a lot. you know. It's And it's natural that our egos take over, but it's just like, you know, I want to be famous or I want to be successful. And we kind of miss the point sometimes of connecting with the people and that is truly like you said, where the heartbeat is and what the whole purpose of, I that's think right. music and performing can bring. And so I'm so grateful that you're coming in with that mentality.
2: That's the best part. It's the best part. Yeah. If, if you're not, if you're not meeting the people and talking to them, like I, that's my, that's my favorite part, because that's the rewarding part. Like that's the big reward. So it's like the, the reward isn't the stage. Like the reward isn't like I got a song out or whatever. Those are like so exciting and I'm so stoked. because I love doing music. I love right. the stage. I love to write. the reward is like meeting somebody who's got tears streaming on their face. They've got a tattoo that says under my skin on their arm. They're like, your song is our song, man. Like you have no idea. And they're just crying. I'm just like, dude, like yeah. that connection. That is the reward.
1: Completely. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. the thing about what I was saying about you're never alone. It's like the more you start sharing your story. I don't know if you find this, but I know for me, it's like, even when I share my hard times with people and I'm like, Opening up, it can be really vulnerable, but at the same time, then you meet other people who have either gone through the same journey or yep. experienced something similar, or are greatly impacted by what you were able to share, and it's helped them on their journey somehow. And so, like to me, it's always worth it, right?
2: Percent, yes. yes, yeah.
1: Well, tell us what you have going on. So you're now signed to a, a record deal with Sony, and yep. you're writing. Obviously, I know you have a writing appointment after this. So tell us what's going on.
2: <laughs> i'm writing a ton um i've uh yeah just been writing a bunch over the so i got my publishing deal first with sony so i'm sony publishing sony records okay Um, so best thing ever by the way to get a publishing deal before a record deal because i got a year solid year and a half of just like writing every day learning my voice more learning what i want to say like because i don't know just songs are getting better and that we're growing and all this stuff but um i'm i'm really excited because i have a new song coming out that uh I, I'm I'm just really jazzed about. <laughs> I'm really pumped. It, it's kind of like a it's kind of a breakup anthem.
1: Okay, uh, I love those. And one
2: of those like like you just want to say it like oh, I'm not going to waste another drop of whiskey on you. You know, it's just like this yeah. big like, moment like that. So um, I've been using TikTok as an awesome tool, and uh, it's definitely helped me kind of sort of gauge, you know, what people are digging and stuff. But the song's called Whiskey on You. Um, it's coming out May 6th and uh, I am so fired up about it.
1: <laughs> so tell me about TikTok because yeah. I. just, cannot get into it (laughs) i don't know i'm like i keep telling myself i'm just too old and like i don't want to do the dances what do you like about tiktok i need to know more
2: it's so much more than dances that's the thing like and i thought it was dances i thought like that was the whole thing it's just kind of figuring out your lane i mean what's great about tiktok is you don't have to be precious okay that was the first thing i learned with theirs don't be precious so like you know on instagram like okay perfect so like on instagram you want it to kind of have a flow. Yes. It's like, need to have that flow. It needs to look very cohesive. Yes. Very choosy about your post. TikTok, like, whatever. Like, okay. like, like, you know what I mean? And, and not overthinking anything. But it's been so cool because it helps you connect with people, especially fans of you. Like, so if you're on there, like, it would definitely, like, you'd connect with people in a whole other way. And I think it would just be really good for you. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think, I really think you should, you're missing out if you're not doing it. You're missing Damn, out.
1: Damn. All right. I guess I need to look <laughs> into TikTok more. I got to find my lane, though, because it is not doing dancing videos.
2: It can be like, okay, it. so you're inspirational and you're spiritual and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So like just talking about like maybe like little positive moments. Maybe they're like 30 seconds, like, hey, it's your Monday. And, uh, you know, just today, just today's the day. Let's just be grateful or whatever, whatever it is that you're is okay. on your like, share these little things and people will like, they'll save it and share it. And, you know, oh my God! I mean, you're I'm, like I'm my TikTok coach. Yeah. Like, I love this. Really I love this.
1: You're going to all of a sudden see me doing all these inspirational posts. Oh, that'd be great. I'll be like Nate Smith Inspo, thanks. <laughs> Send them on
2: over. Send them on yeah. over. Wanna, I'll hashtag. I'll be, you. Really proud. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you know your number on the Enneagram? Because I hear a lot of some a certain number and I was just curious if I have it right.
2: I've done it like three times, got the email and lost the email. So Damn, I, I, okay. I don't know. What do you think I
1: am? I feel like you might be a two. Okay. You have okay. a you seem which would be a, like a caretaking. Um, like the nursing piece of you, like that was kind of where I was picking up on that connecting with people. I don't know, take the test and get back to us. Are you a two? No, I'm a four, but I tested as a two for a very long time. The four is like the intense creative. So love that. Yeah. Most days.
2: Is that possible? You could be like, have a wing or something like that. It is
1: possible that you have a wing. Um, I think I'm high on the two. Yeah. But, but that's not my wing, but. Anyway, it's, there's all this stuff. We talk about the Enneagram a lot on this podcast, so the people know. <laughs> you take the test. give back to us. Also, where can people find you to go check out this music?
2: Okay, so uh, you can find me on Instagram. Pretty easy. It's just Nate Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's, there's a few weird accounts out there that aren't me, so just just make sure it's okay. me. Um,
1: okay.
2: <laughs> uh, Nate Smith on Instagram, Nate Smith Music on TikTok. And then in okay. my bio, you can currently pre-save whiskey on you. And I've been, I was fighting. I'm like, as soon as we get that link guys, I'm putting it up. I don't care. Like we're we're doing like, well, no, right away, right away. So we put it up yesterday and we've already got a lot of people saving it. And, um, so yeah, just, the, the links you should totally, it would mean the world to me if you would, I would be so stoked. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. It, so. And then the song comes out May 6th, right? May this 6th. is, soon. I'm,
2: this like, is exciting. The, I've never been so excited about a song coming out. I'm just like flipping out. So
1: amazing. Well, Nate, thank you so much for being here and thank you for sharing your story. I, it's like the perfect way to wrap up this month for us of taking tragedy, turning it into something positive and hopeful and this new journey for you. I'm really excited for you and to see what's to come.
2: Don't be a stranger. I uh, won't. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks so much. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. (laughs) I
2: love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
3: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait!